Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have Pamela Stone from Stone Zone. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. No problem. Thanks for having me. You know, years ago, before the year, before the pandemic, like years and years ago, um, I met you at Tiffin Bandit. That's how I met you. And I was like, oh. and then you say you make your stuff. I'm like, I looked at the things and oh, mine was blown. So it made sense while you were working at Tiffin Bandit. So let's go way back. How did you get into sewing and, and making things like this? Yeah, so basically when I went off to college, I went to NASCAD University. So I came to this great city and I went there for illustration. Did that for a year and then um, I knew I was going to take the textile program there. You knew. Um, I knew. Um, I didn't. I knew I didn't want to do something academic, so I went into the arts, like fully dove into the textile program, um, not really having much knowledge or experience with textiles, mm. um, and I just completely fell in love with the process of sewing, and um, it ended up connecting me to all these. Um, roots from my my mom my grandmother um, mm. i just found all these connections and just fell in love and decided to just continue going down that path and learning. okay i gotta ask what are some of those connections you found yeah so uh growing up my mom was a huge seamstress um mostly just for the family um we were middle class and she made a lot of our prom gowns, skating outfits. She made a prom gown. Yeah, so she did a lot of sewing. So it was always kind of like the humming of a sewing machine in the background. Um, But I never really uh, played around with it too much myself. Mm. Um, So once I started sewing myself, um, I felt that connection to her and really um, learned to appreciate all that hard work that she put in Mm. for me and all my siblings. Um, also my gram was a huge quilter. All right, um, right, right. So she was very thrifty. She just kind of used whatever she had around, um, upcycled quilts that she already had and garments and was always kind of working away on quilts in her living room. Mm. So again, <laughs> just kind of grew up, I grew up around fabric and around textiles. I mean, as we all do, but until I was learning more about it and I stopped to really think, you know, about those connections. Mm. Uh, it just flourished my love and my passion for for the textile. How was NASCAR for you? I really liked it. Um, I came from a small town and I didn't have... What town? A small town called Perth Andover in New Brunswick. Okay. So one province over. Um, and Is that a French part of New Brunswick? Um, it's in the French area. It's okay. close to like Edmonston and Grand Falls. Okay. Um, but it's an English town, English speaking town. And um, yeah, so we didn't have much in the community for arts and I didn't get too much experience with, um, you know, I was really into drawing. So I didn't get too much experience with like paints or charcoals. I never really got to really dive in to those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to art school and just learning about all the different ways to make art was really special to me. Um, 
yeah, I was only there for four years. I wish I could have stayed longer. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just to be able to do everything. I did a little bit of woodworking. Uh, I wish I could have done ceramics. I didn't do any painting while I was there. So there's just there's just so much more I feel like I could have learned. And who knows, maybe I'll go back someday. But. Yeah, you know, you mentioned ceramics. Ceramics is actually, I made a documentary about Walter Ostrom. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I didn't know how much story was in in like those pots. Each mm -hmm. each pot has its own story, so I really find ceramic in, um, fascinating. Really. Me too. Yep. Um, anything material wise, like until you really get into it with your hands and learn about you know how the materials react together and you know the longevity of things, um, you you can just dive so deep into just how like you know ceramics learn about their materials and their their glazes and all that too yeah hmm. okay so you're done with uh nasca what was the next for you uh done with nasca the next thing was basically figuring out what i could do career-wise with these skills that i learned um i by then i knew i was a seamstress and that's what i wanted to keep doing so i just started i'm started out kind of making collection, like small collections at home and just trying to pick up um, commission work, like a Kijiji, I would find ads for people looking for people to make stuff. Um, and then also a little bit of just word of mouth, trying to get um, anyone who needed repairs to blankets or alterations done, just really trying to spread the word that I was someone who could do that for people. And surprisingly, um, people don't know that many people that can do that for them. So mm. it, yeah, it turned out, was able to really um, get some work that way. Mm -hmm. Worked for, started working for some local small companies, which then led me into my Thief and Bandit career. I was there for six years and that's really where I honed in on a lot of my um, like sewing skills, drafting skills. What was drafting? Drafting, so pattern drafting. Oh, like the yeah, little like brown papers. Yeah, like actually creating the, the shapes for the oh, garments and stuff. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Learned a lot about, you know, ordering things in bulk and running studios and, yeah, got a lot of good experience there. Six years, holy shit. You know, it's weird. Like, I, I think we'll talk about COVID, but I think COVID just, like, Made time freeze and then when you look up, it's like, oh, like, time has really passed. Totally, yeah. It's, um, like, my reference point will probably be 2019, 2020 for a few more years right, at least, right? Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so, um, Tiff and Bandit, I, and I remember while you were there, you kind of had Stone Zone. Uh, like, the name, what was the story behind our name? Yeah, so when I was trying to start my own business, um, my last name's Stone, so obviously that's where that came from. But I wanted a name that encompassed all things sewing. So um, garments was something that I was kind of moving away from and diving a little bit more into home goods and quilting and stuff like that. Um, I also wanted to offer sewing services. So I didn't want it to be like stone designs or um, alterations in the title. Like I just wanted something that kind of anything sewing, anything textiles, you can come to me, stone sewn. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it does. And, and another thing you do is kind of like you, 
upcycle stuff? Yeah, that's a really, really big component to my work. Um, How did that start and why is it important to you? Yeah, um, basically going through school, learning about textiles, also learning about the huge amount of textile waste in the world, mm -hmm. the overproduction of garments and clothing, um, and that did not appeal to me. Um, also, just growing up, you know, without a whole lot of money, we weren't rich by any means, um, so we thrifted a lot. So doing a lot of thrifting, like I said, my grandmother upcycled a lot of clothing for quilts and stuff. So I also kind of got that from her. Um, just became a passion of mine to make as little amount of waste as I could. And also, I really love getting inspiration from the fabrics and using what I have to kind of set limitations on my work or having those limitations mm. to kind of expand my creative process. And yeah. And getting ideas from that and kind of it's almost like a problem solving puzzle puzzling like just trying to figure out what you can do with this what kind of goes together mm. and piece it piece it out that way no i totally agree i'm nodding because once you restrict yourself you feel free i know it seems stupid yes. but it's like i can only do this thing in only this place and with only this you know once you restrict mm -hmm. yourself it's like Holy shit, your eye just opened. But oh, I can't speak for myself. This mm -hmm. is. But once you give me all, like, the more the options, I just mm -hmm. freeze. What am I supposed to do? I, yeah, <laughs> decision making is a tough thing. Yeah. And I really like, um, yeah, I like the restrictions and the needing to work around what you have. Mm. And I really do think it makes you think of ideas that you, you know, it's like a blank piece of paper. What do you write? What do you start with? Uh, anything. But if you have, you know, if you already have a mark on it or you already have a certain color, you have ideas to pull from that. Mm, I totally, <laughs> totally, totally agree. I'm like, and, and I, I know, you know, and, and I guess this is something I've just learned about myself recently because I used to feel like, I mean, I procrastinate, but I think it was <laughs> worse when I, I didn't realize that the more options I had, the more I was like, I'll just freeze. I don't know what to do. But yep. then I realized that once I restricted myself, I can only do it in these confines. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I was just flying. So <laughs> it's good you said that. Let's talk about this dude. What's all the cute thing? I know it's from your grandma. Yeah. But why did, like, what led you back into it? Because. Yeah. Um, I am, I guess, what some would call a couch potato. <laughs> I love just you know, mellowing out at home. I'm always, you know, wrapped up in a blanket, watching TV when I'm there. Um, yeah, I'm always surrounding myself with with fabrics and quilts. And um, I guess that would have started because my grandmother's quilts are very coveted in our family and we have lots of those around. So um, just having those around and realizing that this is something that you know everyone can use everyone needs mm. um, and it just helps you add a touch of your own personality to your home mm. um, yeah and that's really what got me into it i like being able to mix textures and colors and i feel like with quilts you really get the freedom to do that it's a lot of work though it is a lot of work <laughs> um yes it is but you know, when, when the process is what you love, mm. then you can dive pretty deep into that. Okay, so walk me through the process of creating this magical piece. This magical piece, um, it all started with um, actually a fabric swap. 
at well, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I have so, this and you give me your fabric. <laughs> Basically, yeah, um, a local fabric shop, um, Patch Halifax, had a fabric swap. Everyone brought in, you know, fabrics that they had around for a while. They didn't really know what to do with, or just to kind of swap them around, see if you could get inspired by something that someone else brought in. Mm. And someone brought in all of this, like, tie-dyed cotton that they had made. Um, and at the end of the day, it was still there, and I snatched it up because I was really surprised no one um, grabbed at it. But mm. just looking at this um, just made me, you know, think of a planet, kind of. Oh, um, yeah, I love yeah. the colors and the shapes um, of the colors. So it kind of just started with that. I thought, I'm going to have that as a planet. And then I kind of worked on the background. Um, so the back of the quilt is just like a the, the, digitally printed yeah. um, panel. The dude in space. Pretty, yeah. Um, and that kind of looks like that. It does, yeah. <laughs> so basically then I had this around, I connected the two and just kind of picked the colors from there. Right. Um, and then I really like doing a lot of freeform shapes. So... Um, I just kind of started working. I did like an ombre effect after I had my colors. Okay. Was ombre? <laughs> ombre is um, when shades go from darker to light or lighter oh, to dark. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I like learned uh, something a lot of people new do today. like ombre hair, where it's right. like light at the roots and dark at the bottom. Okay, <laughs> at the got ends. it. Got it. Got it. Um, so where the planet was like glowing, I kind of started with the lights in the middle and worked my way out, mm. um, and then. For like the top stitching, I wanted almost like a smoky effect. Um, so I spent a lot of time just kind of with my free motion foot on my machine, just kind of making these squiggles. Those lines? Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, wait, which comes first? Like, I mean, you have to make the planet first, right? Yes. In this case, that's what kind of came first for the inspiration. Mm. And then like... <laughs> I'm, I guess just to like me, how? I'm just trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around that. Like, how are you putting the thing to the machine? Mm -hmm. Does it not get stuck? And and because like sometimes those, it gets stuck. <laughs> <laughs> like those lines are very detailed. I know yeah. you call them squiggly, but they are so detailed. Too. Yeah. So um, for, so for the top of the quill, things are usually pieced together. So all of these individual colors, um, I would lay them out cut them to the shapes that I want them, and then take them to the machine and sew them together. So everything in kind of this style quilt is just built up one by one. That's a lot of work. <laughs> lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it's it's really fun. And, right, right. Um, and yeah, sometimes when you're in the groove and something's just working, it doesn't mm, feel like a lot of work because mm. it's just kind of coming How, how long did it you. take you to make this? Yeah. This one probably took me four or five hours. I'm like, but which you isn't do very go long. straight, like just straight doing it, um, or no, do you take breaks? No, I don't breaks? usually go straight oh, through. Okay. I do take a lot of breaks. It's really good to take breaks and like stretch out your shoulders, just like any job. You don't want to, you don't want to be sitting there hunched over the machine <laughs> for too long. And like, yeah, I get really focused in. So if I'm there for more than like uh, an hour or two, I'm really like right, tense in there. Right, right, right. Um, so it's nice to like take a break. You know, remove mm. your eyes from it and and come back. But I mean, so you had the I get you had the pieces and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you like draw it out, map it out, know what is going where? Cause they're like individual, like 
You know? Yeah, you know this what one I mean? is quite freeform. So this is something oh, okay. that I would kind of like, I'd sew these two pieces together, then I would cut like cut them out so that they're flush and add something else. So this is really like piece by piece building up. Mm. I've done other quilts that are a little more mathematic, more like grids drawn out and like pieces planned, which does take a little more time depending on how your brain works. Between the, <clears throat> <laughs> Between the two, which you prefer? Um, oh, that's a tough question. I, I like aspects for different reasons. Mm. Um, I, I guess I like ma mapping it out. Mm. Um, this was kind of an experiment, but I really love my free motion foot, so any, any chance I get to do that, I'm right on top of it. But I, I really like like planning things out and gritting them, and you can really like plan out your fabric amounts too, which is helpful. What do you mean by... So, oh, you decide how much clothes is going to go into making that thing. Yep, so you kind of know, like, if I'm going to have this many squares that are this size, then and then I kind of can calculate how much fabric I'll need for right, that. Right, right, right. Wow, five hours. I really love the planet. What Does Thank the planet you. have a name? It doesn't have a name. <laughs> okay, okay. Come back uh, to that. I'll think of something. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love that, you know, it... it kind of has and like I said one thing I you know I'm kind of jealous of people that actually make stuff with their hands because it's so <laughs> much work but when it, you do stuff like this and it has a story it even brings more beauty to the thing so it's like oh I have the plan um dude in space okay mm -hmm. I'm gonna give the person a planet um you brought this massive piece and yeah. Uh, we're going to open it up, but <laughs> but but before we do that, because I need to, like, reframe the camera, um, talk to me. Like, you said this started at the pandemic. Yeah. So when the pandemic started and I was at home for an undetermined amount of time, I decided to just... I've, I, I had been saving up my scraps. I don't throw anything out. Um, I like to keep it all just in case I, I can find little scraps to put in the next project. And again, I try to, you know, have a, the least amount of waste possible. Um, so like the small, the smaller pieces become, you know, these kind of smaller squares um, and anything even smaller becomes like stuffing kind of. Um, so just having all of that collected, um, I decided I was going to, you know, sit and hand stitch a bunch of pieces together and that started this three year long project um, did you say hand stitch hand stitched yep so all <laughs> all of these pieces are hand stitched that sounds like punishment <laughs> <laughs> some nights it felt a little like that but um really really rewarding yeah um, i just let it was just a project for me to go crazy and like you know have a little Sherpa in there, have a little bit of like other types of materials and textures. What was the thing that decided you had done? Like what was the... Um, so, you know, I kind of started out on panels and once I had a few panels, I started to consider, you know, how I was going to attach them. And I had this quilt that was made by my grandmother. Mm. Um, it was one of her more simple designs. Like it was basically just, you know, a solid blue on the back and then it had like just a solid piece on the front. Um, and I thought, it's not quite the same as her other quilts. It looks like it could use some more work. And it kind of made it almost like a like collaboration, a collaboration yeah, with my grandmother, yeah. which felt really, really nice. Yeah. Um, and so 
that's kind of where I decided, all right, I'm going to make enough of these squares to attach to the quilt and make it, I don't know, family heirloom. Too many hours to just sell it or, you know, and having my grandmother's quilt on the back is really special. And there is a little tag that she signed on the back. Okay, so. great. No, we'll do that. Uh, we're just going to reframe that guy and spread it out. Yeah, Because sure. we need to see it. We need to see it. <laughs> Um, so when you open it up, you can really start to see the remnants of different projects. Like mm. I've got like shirts that I altered, jeans that I've hemmed, um, like little applique samples that I've just had lying okay, around. Okay, wait, you use all these terms. I got to well, applique? Was... Yeah, so applique is basically when you're applying fabric, one piece of fabric to another piece of fabric. So it's it's more so on top than like sewn together. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So okay. a lot of time it's stitched, but you can also like, there's different glues and stuff that you can do for that as well. Okay. Um, my gosh, there's so much in here. Um, yeah, there's like little pieces of other quilts that got cut off. Um, yeah, there's like, you know, remnants of fabrics that were bought for masks during the pandemic right. and like just a bunch of just pretty much every project i've done over the past three years holy shit let's flip it around man. it's really plain on the back <clears throat> um but i do have it says uh from graham 2008 on, on there smokes. so yeah that's really special to me mm. and those are the kinds of you know connections I like to make with my So the, the environment is something really, really special to you. Yeah. And I mean, it should be special to everyone because hell, we live here, right? Yes, I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have no place to go. But um, what are some plans you have for the future for so... Uh... Stone Stone. <laughs> I was doing so good. Okay. Um, oh, future. Um... I just want to keep on keep on sewing. I I do find my business more so. I get more business doing alterations and um, like mending and makes. So like basically like just making garments out of new fabrics. A lot of the times, so a lot of my clients will go and pick out the fabrics themselves. Mm. Um, but I would like to definitely try to push my upcycled products a little bit more and not even so with like my own materials um i do get a few clients here and there that have materials from past loved ones and like different keepsake projects mm. so that's the kind of stuff moving forward that i would like to do more of um, keep those special fabrics in the families and kind of give them a new life mm. um, and i mean everyone's probably got you know, clothing in their closet that they never wear, something that maybe they're really drawn to a fabric, but but don't put it on. So altering that or, you know, giving it a new life, something that they can enjoy and use. Wow. I knew I was going to have fun. I didn't expect a three-year-old project uh, <laughs> or punishment as I like to call it. <laughs> but Pamela, thank you so much for coming today. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, <laughs>